Sometimes in life we just suffer. Sometimes it's from being totally withdrawn. Or so much stress that we are totally anxious. Or so tired that we are totally burnt out. But our current position is not our final destination. No, indeed. There's hope. So whether it's your personal life, your career, your relationship, your business, or your job, we say there's reason to believe again. And we present from Andy's personal development, the breakout room. It's the place for health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay tuned for more. Hey, so this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are now live in the breakout room with our special guest, Aggie Karamidas. And he's here to share some wonderful information about his life, his authorship, and the many wonderful things he's doing. So let me just give you a brief synopsis. He is a knowledge broker, mentor, author, and host of Personal Development Mastery Podcast. He's also one of the persons whose podcast is ranked in the top 1.5% in the world. He says, when I turned 40, I found myself having lost my passion for my job as a dentist and feeling unfulfilled and directionless. This led me to midlife awakening and a personal development journey to rediscover my purpose. But now it's not about me, what I can tell you, it's about what Aki can say about himself. So let's welcome our guest, Aki Paramedas, to the program. Welcome, Aki. How are you today? Thank you very much for the invitation, Andy. I'm uh, wonderful. Thank you, and I'm excited to be here. <laughs> wonderful to have you, and we are looking forward to this amazing conversation. Aggie, we want you to tell us, as a young man growing up, you were of, you are of Greek origin. Am I correct? That's uh, that's right. Yes. That's right. So, how was it growing up for you? Say, probably how far back you can remember maybe the age of seven or eight, the foundational years of your life. How was it for you? How much can you recall, Aggie? Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, interesting uh, starting from that way back. So, yes, I did grow up in Greece, my home uh, country. I think at that age, around seven was, you know, a, a couple of years after I had started school. So... One thing that I will probably go a couple of years more, maybe around nine, which I remember yeah. something that uh, is probably more relevant also, that yeah. uh, I discovered a very um, a desire and uh, a liking, you know, to computers, uh, games. At that time it was, you know, games and it was the ancient <laughs> computers of the 80s. But yeah, I found myself very much drawn into that and uh, absorbed into that and less in, you know, sports or playing uh, out. But generally, um, I had a happy childhood. I mean, it was uh, all <laughs> all nice, uh, you know, all, uh, and 
Akari, don't, I'll move a little bit forward now since you're telling me at the, the childhood. <laughs> uh, because there is one uh, element uh, when I was 17, it was the time uh, to decide what kind of career that I would pursue. That was the normal yeah. thing. You would uh, submit an application to different universities uh, and so on. So I found myself wondering at that very uh, young and uh, immature age. I mean, I, <laughs> I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life at that time, right. but I had to make a decision. So. Uh, because my mom was a dentist and she had followed that career for successfully for many years, she uh -huh. persuaded me to go into dental school myself because it was, you know, a good job, secure job, respectable, any good money and so on. So at that time, uh, I didn't have any, you know, deep desire to become a dentist, but I was so I was uh, quite influenced and went to dental school which became my profession so that's you know a, i think any important part of, part of my story because uh, it you know shaped in many ways what life i led and what i did and then moving to the uk from uh, yeah Greece. yeah so uh, how how thank you for sharing aggie we appreciate it how was the transition from Greece to UK was it difficult for you and what challenges did you encounter as a result I will say I like this question very much I will say yeah. it was not difficult for uh -huh. me and I have a good reason for that it's not like everything was like a red carpet for me to step on there were challenges Yeah. Lots of them and there were frustrations and so on, but I didn't find any difficulty because I chose to focus on everything that I liked about this new country that I was in. So when I took the decision to leave Greece and go to the UK, I knew that there would be some things that you know, I would miss naturally because I'm not in my home country anymore, yes, yes. but there, were, there would be other things that I really admired in that new country, UK, that I would be experiencing. So I chose at all times to focus on the what I really resonated, the reasons why I was in this country, everything that was around me that I appreciated, rather than focusing on, oh, you know, I miss my friends or this if i was in greece i could ask this person to help me now on my own i mean i never focused on these things yes. i faced them of course but i mean i didn't focus my attention saying oh this is difficult so that's why i'm answering your question in in such a way yes i mean i had challenges but i never saw that This is difficult. I, I, I adjusted very quickly because of uh, that particular thing. Yeah. Thank you, Aggie. I want to get a little bit more personal and ask you, is Aggie short for something? And if not, what does it mean? Does it carry a meaning? Wow. Yes, Aggie is short for something. Uh -huh. uh, my, my full name, and I will say it in Greek, um, And you will understand why I changed it once, <laughs> once I say it. So my full name, as it's pronounced in Greek, is Agathocles. 
So for most uh, English speaking people, that's unpronounceable. So <laughs> even the, if I said it Agathocles, which was a little bit more still, it was a very, you know, exotic name. So yeah. I, yeah. Aggie is quite a, a short, easy, um, yeah, more easy. It, it, I think it is yeah. easy. To All answer right. your question about what it means, Agathocles yes. means uh, it has to do with someone being um, kind at heart, yeah. I mean kind, but kind to the point of even being taken advantage of because of the mm -hmm. kindness. So, mm -hmm. you know, giving that maybe to to a point of being gullible at some point or being easier to uh, take advantage of because of that. So that's kind of, of a very loose uh, translation. It has mm -hmm. to do with kindness, but mm -hmm. uh, in a, you know, a way of maybe too, <laughs> too much of that or without considering some, uh, some okay. things. All right. So thank you for sharing. I appreciate that, Aggie. You are considered as a knowledge broker. Mm. Um, many people are not familiar with that term. Could you just share briefly what it means when someone calls you a knowledge broker? Sure. Thank you for the question. It's it's a great question. And uh, I will give you, Andy, my own interpretation sure. because it's sure. not my, I did not invent the, the term. Yeah. So my uh, interpretation and what I represent by being a knowledge broker is look we live the the times that we live in is the times that we've never had more access to information literally we'll drown in information it's all yeah. around us but at the yeah. same time we start for wisdom you know the information is all out there but most people are not wiser than they were before if anything they might be even overwhelmed because there is so wow. much out there and it's difficult to even pay attention to something long enough to <clears throat> understand it. Yes. So as a knowledge broker, personally, what I endeavor to do is to convert or distill, if you want, that information, that uh, plethora of information and distill it, distill it down into I like the word wisdom in this case. Right. Another right. word I would use would be insight, something actionable, something that, you know, if I give you and say, Andy, here is something you could do. And you say, okay, makes sense. I will do it. It's as simple as that rather than tell you, Andy, you'll go to these 10 websites and you will read this and read these five books Yeah. in, in order to get, you know, some kind of, a practical benefit out of all yes. of this. And I'm not talking of, you know, reading for the sake of enhancing your theoretical mm -hmm. understanding. In personal yeah. development, I, I, I'm sure you will agree with me. It's all about doing. It is actually yeah. the, 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 the practical element. It's not a theoretical yeah. concept. So I don't know if that uh, gives you a better understanding of how I see the my role as a knowledge broker is to really distill and give practical, actionable uh, insights or wisdom to my audience that they can implement, they can do something uh, with it. Yeah. Thank you, Aggie. I appreciate it. I get the understanding. And something is telling me that it has a connection to do with 
the line of philosophy that you have to be familiar with. I'm talking about Socrates, Aristotle, mm. and Plato. And I have a quotation here from you mm -hmm. in your information. And it says, it's not about knowledge. We are drawing in information. It's the transformation that I want to inspire. Mm. Wow, that is deep, Aggie. And so when you say that, how do you intend to put that in a formulative manner? We'll get to the book in a while. But I mean, in terms of how you intend to get it over to people so that it becomes effective and they can actually glean something from it. Because I know that you understand the process of transformation and it's more about doing than anything else. How do you get them to go to that place? Great question. And uh, yeah, that's the, the only thing that I can't do is do it for them. For that's them, yes. That is impossible. Yes. It is the, yes. the nature of yeah. no one can walk your path. They, they can only show you the way. Yeah. The path is for you to walk on. So, that's right. Uh, I think to answer your question, or what uh, there are two elements that I think there are relevant in this particular round. The first one is to resonate, first of all, because you know there are many concepts, there are different uh, paths or modalities or whatever you want to call them. Not mm -hmm. everything is for everyone. So That's for me, right. the first ingredient, very important one is for, so if I'm sharing something that I'm hoping that will um, ignite transformation in one person, so that one person, first of all, would need to have some resonance with it, align with it, say, aha, yeah, yeah, makes sense. So that's the first element. The second element would be to inspire someone enough to actually take the, the first step of the action, because the action, you know, none of these actions are is in one-off action. So you can't just do it once. There is no such thing of doing one action once. Continuous. Reaping, reaping the results, the results <laughs> forever. It is an ongoing thing. It ongoing, yeah. Routines. It is yeah. what builds up our day. It's a series of a series of actions, a series of routines. So, to, it, the transformation will not happen momentarily. Will happen because you've built a new habit, a new routine, and you're doing things in a different way. You think things in a different manner. You take different decisions. So. The transformation happens like this. It, it's not a magic button uh, that you press and you transform. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it is, uh, you know, being inspired when you listen to the, the message, inspired and also given clearly something actionable, an actionable small step or an actual next, next step. So I think if one gets all these elements then the transformation will follow if they carry through with uh, with the action yeah okay so i understand what you're sharing aggie and i think that what it means is that people have to become invested in the process trust the process believe the process and anticipate the result that they are seeking for at the end. Am I, am I right? Is that the way that you want them to 
Yeah. So I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue with the philosophy a bit. And there is a quotation that you have here. It says, the greater danger for most of us lies in not setting our own aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and not achieving our mark. Achieving our mark. And achieving our mark. Michael mm -hmm. Angelo. I love it. What is the main message you want folks to get from that quotation, Aggie? That's one of my favorite. If I had to pick like the best uh, or the top three, that would certainly be one of them. And right. uh, what I get from it is that most people, unfortunately, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. don't aim high because they fear that they won't succeed. So what's the point in trying anyway? So they aim for something that is comfortable, something that is more predictable, something that is easily achievable, and yeah. they get it. They achieve it. And then they remain at that mediocre level, yeah. whereas they had the potential, most likely, I'm not saying certainly, but most likely they had the potential to go above that. But the thing is, and that's the the really the the power that this quote uh, has that you know it's better to aim higher and mm -hmm. you won't achieve that but wherever whatever you achieve will be more than you know setting a very safe secure aim and say I'm certainly going to hit that. Uh -huh. I think there is much more in us to experience and achieve and live in our life than yeah. aiming for. The, uh, I'll use the word mediocrity. I think yeah. it is a word yeah. that really describes what that lower aim is that people achieve and the, then they feel unfulfilled even though they have achieved it. Yes, yes, that's right. It reminds me of a quotation I got from Frank Gianmanco. He's the author of Lord of the Wood. And he said to me, he sees most people as someone who tries to swim across a lake, gets halfway there, and then says, hmm, nah, me swim across this lake. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I can do it. Mm. How can I possibly think about swimming across this lake? But the fact of the matter, Aggie, is that you're already halfway there. Aim higher and try to get to the other side because you're already halfway there. So I, I'm getting the philosophy and I love it. Thank you for sharing, Aggie. I wanna know what led you, you were gonna say something? Yeah, that even many people, they go even further than halfway. They can uh, go to 80% and 90% and yeah. still quit because they haven't, because we tend many times rather than looking at how much we have achieved, which uh -huh. in this case is that like 90%, but instead of celebrating that 90% we've achieved, we focus on that 10% we haven't achieved yet. And we let that bring us down and then we quit and we say, well, I can't, uh, you know, nothing, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. But you have done 90%. Yes. So it is certainly a, a journey and it needs perseverance and uh, for sure. So, yeah, I wanted to add that. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. 
uh, I appreciate that, Aggie, and I support that. We need to definitely aim for more. So I want to share something with you, Aggie. And as you can see here, hmm. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> he says he know this. I want you, I want you to tell us what inspired you to come up with eighty-eight actionable insights for life. I'm going to stop sharing for now. What inspired? This is, let me. I have it here, by the way. So I'll. You showed yeah. the, the digital version. I have the, the book. Uh, what inspired me to to write the book? You mean, or the title of the book? No, not the title. To write it. To produce to it. the content. Uh, I wanted, uh, it's an excellent question. I wanted to write a book for a while, uh -huh. but I was never, you know, clear on what to write about. And because of my own uh, podcast, Personal Development Mastery, which uh, I have done over 200 interviews, at some point it don't, the idea don't to me that I have topics that uh, my guests, experts in their fields, have really discussed and shared insights and actionable steps, very powerful. All I need to do is compile that into a way, and that goes back to what you were asking me earlier about the knowledge broker, to yeah. take all those um, 300 podcast episodes. Yes. How can you put that into a book which has practical uh, insights it's not you know theory yeah it is practically you can do this do this there are 88 things to choose from where if they resonate you will and you implement that's what's going to uh, change improve uh, what you're doing uh, there so the, the inspiration came to me it came to me like in inspiration comes, uh, Andy. I think there was, uh, I think it was literally one day that it uh -huh. dawned to me, ah, I can, that's the book I can write about. So it was like given to me, if you uh -huh. want, or assigned to me. I uh -huh. like that, uh, that phrase. So then it was, you know, up to me to fulfill my, uh, my duty, my, uh, so that's how it, it was in, in many senses. It was like a, yeah, what I said, given to me or assigned uh, to me. Yeah. So that's how I, and then I worked on it and it uh, started going quite fast actually because I okay. was inspired. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing, Aggie. I'm going to share something with you now and I would pause for comments on it mm -hmm. and uh, you can just tell us the inspiration behind this as well. It took me many years to realize that personal development and self-mastery are a journey, not a destination. And even though I've been on the path of personal growth uh, since I can remember, I only became conscious of it in 2015. And at that time, my life from the outside seemed uh, admirable by society standards, at least. Uh, however, inside of me, I felt uh, confused, unmotivated, and unfulfilled. This led me to a journey of self-exploration and personal development, uh, 
why am I here? What is my purpose? What's most important to me in my life? What does success mean to me? What does fulfillment mean to me? Questions like this probed deep into my psyche in search for answers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten about this. Thank, thanks for the <laughs> reminder. <laughs> uh, so I'm just reminding you, Aggie. Yes. Tell us about that inspiration. It, it sounded very passionate. It was because that was really that, uh, that that time that I I feel in a way that I woke up mm. into you know a, a more aware yes life being yeah. become more aware of who I am and mm -hmm. what is all this that uh, you know I'm experiencing. Uh, so that was when I started my personal development journey, my self-exploration journey. Uh, and of course, that really changed both my, you know, career-wise with the podcast and so on, but also, and the most important is the, the person that I have become as a result of this constant journey yeah. of uh, you know, personal, <laughs> I call the podcast personal development mastery. Uh, sometimes I, I joke that when I named the podcast uh, four years ago, I thought it was a cool name to, to have. I thought it sounds cool, personal development mastery. And then I realized very quickly that when I started it, that I had set the bar too high without really realizing it because it was about mastery. So it has kind of kept on drawing me to that so I'm, that's my my uh, path uh, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Aggie I mean you you have gained a lot from it by setting that bar quite high because it means then that you're giving yourself so much more to aspire for mm -hmm. and by example the persons that you work with they would also be given that same level of encouragement and inspiration. So it all worked out pretty good for you. Yeah. Well, there were bumps <laughs> along the way, but you know, all in all, yes, of course. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. So what are some of the challenges, Aggie, that the people that you work with, when they come to you, and they seek your advice, your professional services. What are some of the things that they tell you that they are struggling with, that they need you to help them, to assist them, to bring some sort of clarity as far as their challenges are concerned? One thing that comes to mind now, the way you were asking the question, was many people's um, lack of belief in... Mm the the power of their voice and i know because i've been there i was before 2015 that uh, you were playing that video about that yeah, yeah. Uh, change of me before that time i was very uh, closed up very shy very introverted very i wouldn't really speak out to people because i did not trust that what i have to say is of value so i can say it yes some people might not like it or some people might not be interested but that doesn't mean that the message is uh, uh, 
worthless just yeah. some people won't align with it so it, it has taken me a long time to you know understand that and learn that but uh, i appreciate many people are in that situation that i was as well and that gives you know there are many drawbacks when you don't feel uh, comfort uh, confident that you know what you have to say is important yeah maybe not universally important and i don't mean groundbreakingly important but important that time you say something so people will listen uh, to it and i think each of us has something very powerful inside of them to share and most people, uh, sadly, they never do. They don't document it and certainly they don't, you know, share it. Uh, and there are so many lessons and so many, so much wisdom that could be drawn from, you know, every single person's life. But they, first of all, they have to believe that there is power in that and, you know, start uh, expressing it. So, yeah, one thing to answer your question, one thing that I enjoy, you know, helping people with uh, is this particular lack of self-belief in, you know, my voice, who, uh, who will listen to me or who am I to, to speak about this or, you know, things like that, which they are very, very common uh, mm. beliefs that mo most of us, and I'm saying us because I'm not saying that I have you know, gotten out of it, I still carry my own uh, beliefs. But, you know, most of us haven't. You, it's, uh, it, does, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Aggie. In terms of the future, is there another book in the making? Is there another publication that you're looking forward to do? Not in the making, uh, unless we mean the, the conceptual making, uh -huh. the, the seed, there is a seed uh, indeed. Yeah. Uh, the thing is with, uh, with this book, I'm, I'm, I want to, you to promote it and really make sure that uh, it does make a difference. So I'm, it's very, very early stages. So I haven't really put effort into another one yet, but I will for sure. And in a way it is easy because I already have, having the podcast, there is so many more um, topics to distill and pick from wisdom and, uh, and share and put in a, in a book. So the seed that I have, and I will share it with you, you are one of the, I think the third person that will I will share that with. So it's very, very new. So I'm happy to, to share, to share I'm it honored, with you. I'm honored, I'm honored. <laughs> it will be a, a book of a similar uh, nature. So in other words, uh, segments of yes. uh, the podcast, but all of the themes, the topics, rather than personal development, they will have more uh, of a focused uh, spiritual nature. Okay. So it will have a different uh, angle. So for the moment, it's just a thought, but now uh, actually speaking with it on a, on a live podcast, it kind of 
starts to crystallize it already, I think. So <laughs> <laughs> good. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love it. Thanks for sharing, Aggie. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the spiritual aspect that you want to go down to. That is so an integral part mm -hmm. of our personal development as people. I'm looking at what is happening in the world today. And it's really sad that when we turn on the media or we go online, what we see is not very encouraging. I don't, I don't need to go into the details, but I think there's a certain level of pressure that is existing in the world today. Mm -hmm. How would you advise people, Aggie, to manage themselves in the midst of all the pressure when it's just bombarding us all the time, coming from social media, the radio, the newspapers, people talking about it. How do we manage ourselves so that it does not negatively impact on our lives? Andy, I think the most uh, important, if you have all this coming at you from different uh, directions, my recommendation would be to block it first of all so you talk about newspapers and uh, tv and uh, stop them <laughs> i mean unless it is something really crucial for your life and what you need to do which yeah. for, for most of us we don't really need to know what's happening in every corner of the world mm -hmm. every day in order yeah. for us to operate in our life and environment and family and uh, business so shut that off it is very negative and you know the easiest thing is to block yourself out from that negativity rather than once you have absorbed it and you watch the news and then you feel miserable you feel like you're carrying the burden of the world in your shoulders that everything is you know your fault yeah, rather than trying to deal with that, it's better if you don't have that in the first place. So, I, Andy, I haven't watched TV in 13 years. I mean, I haven't watched, uh, apart, you know, from times that it was in the room where I yeah, entered. Yeah. But, and I really don't miss any of the the negativity and the... <laughs> brainwashing that is happening yeah. with the mainstream it's yeah so once you block that off uh -huh. immediately you are clearer you feel you know there is not that constant burden mm, yeah yeah it is a burden it really is aggie <laughs> it's, it's a shackle if you want it's really it is uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like being in a sort of um, a prison that has you shackled, as you use that word. Yeah. But I must commend you for that level of discipline for that length of time, not looking at the television. It's not discipline. I mean, it's, uh, I really do, don't have to discipline myself. I mean, ah. the, the idea, if you put ah. me, if you told me now to sit and watch the, the evening news, that would be a, a terrible for me so i don't i don't uh, so no i don't need, need discipline honestly right. it's a choice it's a choice it's a, it is a choice yes i get it i get it so i'm gonna play one more thing for you okay 
this is going to be even more interesting. Ah. Hmm. <laughs> our intention about manifesting the miracle for the listener as well. So uh, no pressure there. I'm just <laughs> going to leave you with uh, uh, the, the parting words. Uh, first of all, thank you for this powerful question. Second, yes, pressure. Pressure is healthy. Without pressure, we die. Without the right pressure internally, our body collapses. Without the right pressure externally, our body explodes. We all want a perfect, loving, balanced amount of pressure. So thank you for a gorgeous pressure question because it creates sacred space for me to share what I'm going to share. So I'm going to remove for all of us the need to be pressured in an unbalanced way and invite the miracle of a healthy pressure that allows for a miracle of life. That's just, that's not even an insight. That's a frame for the insight. Aggie, that is so powerful. I loved it so much. I said I had to share it with you and get your feedback because we need to understand that pressure is not necessarily a bad thing. However, how do we see it? How do we understand it? How do we accept it and how do we manage ourselves in it is very important. So just elaborate a little bit on what she was saying as, as you shared that question with her, Aggie. Yeah, that was uh, Victoria Raiders, uh, which is an uh, extremely knowledgeable and inspiring guest. Yes. I had the pleasure to speak with her twice. And uh, the pressures... You know, I use that, that phrase, no pressure there, which is kind of a, a humoristic way, but she took it very seriously with her answer and uh, pressure is necessary. And, you know, if I had to take that and give the example of um, growth, personal growth, personal development, which is what you talk about, what I talk about, it, you need to the pressure in order to grow because otherwise when you remain in in a circle let's say your comfort zone without the the pressure then you can't um, change you can't grow it is the pressure and i'm thinking of it i'm trying to visualize and then now you see me doing with my hands like if it was a, a balloon it would be the pressure from inside that would, uh, you know, make the, the balloon expand or uh, grow or the pressure of the air or something. So it is not comfortable, the pressure, and we are in many times conditioned uh, that we shouldn't. We shouldn't be pressured or we shouldn't take risks or whatever else that pressure might uh, relate to because it's so many things that are pressure. Uh, yeah, and for many people, and you know, if, if you don't anticipate it and manage it in, in a certain way, it can be, of course, overwhelming, but it is necessary. I mean, what uh, without pressure, I really can't think. There is no growth. So I think that's yeah. my my yeah. one sentence answer. The pressure is necessary for growth. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Aggie. I appreciate it. It reminds me of a quotation by a Roman senator 
back in the days of the Caesars when they were controlling basically the world. His name is Pueblos Tacitus. Mm -hmm. And he said, the desire for safety stands against every great and noble enterprise. Meaning to say, the more safe you want to be, the less you want to be involved in some level of discomfort or pressure is the more you're taking away from your ability to achieve enterprise and to grow and to develop. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. And I understand that. And I think it's something that we need to understand more for ourselves so that we can apply it in a particular manner that it does us so much more better in terms of how we seek to accomplish things in this life. Mm -hmm. So we have about three minutes left, Aggie. Okay. I want to give you the opportunity now to share your information with people, how they can reach out to you, how they can make contact with you. Just promote yourself for a minute. Okay, so thank you. <laughs> so uh, the best place, I mean, the most natural place to go after listening to this would be to listen to my podcast, Personal Development Mastery, which... You can find it wherever you're listening to your uh, podcasts uh, from. If you want to listen to that specific episode that Andy played about the pressure, and that's actually, I would recommend it because I have over 300 episodes, so it could be a bit difficult to where to start. So that, I think it's episode 288. So if Andy, you, I can give you the link you can put yeah. uh, there. Yeah. So the podcast is the, the best uh, place. And I also uh, have my book, which we talked about 88 actionable insights for life, which uh, Andy, I'm going to offer it to your uh, listeners for as a gift, actually. So uh, the ebook uh, version anyway. So if you go to uh, agikeramidas.com slash 88, you can download uh, a digital copy of the book uh, for free. And I really hope that it can support you in your personal development uh, journey. Yeah, there you have it, folks. So I will give that information with regards to getting a copy of his book for free to the people, uh, our audience and our subscribers, that definitely will go out with the publication or even before the publication of this particular episode. So in one minute, we have to go, Aggie. I'm going to ask you just three questions. Okay. And you have one or two choices to answer and tell me why. The first question is this. In terms of social media standing, in terms of the programs, in terms of the products, if you had to choose between Microsoft and Apple Inc., which one would it be? Apple. Woo, that was quick. <laughs> why Apple? And most people choose Apple. I'll tell you why. Uh, I've been using Apple for almost 15 years. Now all my, my computers, my phone. So this is not really a choice for me. I don't <laughs> go to Windows, no way. <laughs> yes, it was easy. People say that Apple is so user-focused and yeah. user-oriented that Apple get it in terms of what they want to use these devices for. Yes. So yeah, that makes so much sense. Thank you for sharing, Aggie. <laughs> Are you a sport-minded individual? How do you define sport-minded? People follow the NFL, 
people right. follow okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. the NBA and stuff. So Do you follow anyone of these? If you talk about me following sports, no, I don't follow sports. I, I enjoy doing sports, not not many sports, but one in particular is running. I enjoy running. I have run a marathon. I have, so that term of sport, yes. But uh, sitting down on the TV and watching uh, hockey or rugby or football, that's <laughs> not my okay. idea of sporting. Right. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Finally, finally, would you prefer AI by itself or a combination of AI and your own creativity? <laughs> yeah, I, li I like the version that my creativity has something to do with it rather than the other version that I have nothing to do with it. So right, I, will, right. I will pick the second answer. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you so much, Aggie. You have been an amazing and wonderful guest. A lot of insights that you have shared with us and some of your personal passion. We appreciate it so much. So folks, remember our watchwords are health, happiness, and prosperity. And we thank Aggie Karamidas for being with us and sharing his wonderful information. Remember to check his website and to look at the information with regards to how you can get that free copy of his book. That is going to be put into the chat uh, part of the episode when it is released or even before it is released with regards to his publication. So on behalf of Andy's personal development, this is Andy together with my guest Aggie saying thank you so much for being with us. Have a wonderful rest of your day and continue to seek to develop yourselves as individuals to get to that better place. So long for now. Bye. Godspeed. God bless. Take care. Until next time.